Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! How you doing? Uh, I'm sure some people are surprised to hear me, but it's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash, and this is the Outsider's Edge. We are back. I am back. Uh, I got some explanations for y'all here in a minute, but uh, before I do, I gotta introduce my partner in crime, uh, my amigo, Mr. Carl Irvin. What's happening, brother? Not much, man. Um, just here for another rousing edition Rousing. the edge. Yeah. Rousing. That's, that's, you know, we're going to talk about Ronda Rousey today. So that would have been the perfect segue. Yeah. Um, sorry, my bad. I wasn't honestly, when I said rousing, I wasn't even thinking about her. So one of those white people words that y'all use. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, I don't normally use it, so I don't know why it came out of my mouth, but (laughs) like flabbergasted, (laughs) like flabbergasted. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but other than that, uh, I'm and doing vitriol, pretty good, man. And vitriol and stuff like that. <laughs> vitriol, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm gonna get into uh, why I'm still here and all that. But before I do that, uh, we have to pay respects to one of the greatest uh, big men. I mean, many people would think one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, uh, Leon White, aka Vader, Big Van Vader. Um, we had known that he had had some heart problems and uh, he had had heart surgery and he was doing okay, but there was a chance that he wouldn't make it much longer and he passed this week. Um, so condolences to his family. Uh, rest in power. We all know his son. His son wrestled for WWE for a while in the tag team with uh, Corey Graves, actually, yeah, in NXT. And he dated before Bray Wyatt pulled Bray Wyatt stuff. He dated JoJo for a long time. Uh, I think they were engaged at one point, actually. Mm, yeah, see that that I didn't know, but oh. but yeah, but, um, yeah, I just but later, yeah. Um, I, you said you know maybe one of the best big men of all time. I, I personally, just a personal opinion, I tend to think he is. I think a lot of that is just what he was capable of for someone his size. You know, it's rare to see. Good point. <laughs> guys his size doing moonsaults and things of that nature. And the other thing I always loved about Vader is that he didn't put up with anybody's shit in the ring. Um, I saw a uh, clip the other day that I had never seen before, but it's very Vader. It's Ken, uh, Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Yeah. He's, he's hitting him maybe a little too hard and Vader pushes him off and he's like, Hey man, you know, and then he does it again and Vader just lets him have it. Just gives him a receipt right there in the ring. And um, you know, he didn't take any shit off people and he was, He's had some outstanding matches with uh, Sting from the WCW days. If you've never seen him, you can find him on the network back in the 92 was when he had those. Yeah. Mick Foley. I mean, he's, he's, um, yeah, uh, the dude, the list goes on. He's one of the, I mean, he really is to me the best big man, like super heavyweight of all time. 
But, you know, that's that's all subjective. So I'm not going to go too into that. But, yeah, condolences to him and his family. Um, and hopefully maybe we'll get a Hall of Fame induction at some point. Uh, it's well-deserved, even though his WWF career wasn't quite as good as the stuff he did in WCW or in Japan. But that's neither here nor there, really. So. Yeah, you know, the actual, what's funny is I was never a big fan of Vader until uh, Boy Meets World. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And a big part of, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's a that's a good episode. It's it's funny and episodes, uh, sir. Yeah, well, yeah, the whole little thing, but like the you know the whole cast, even has, not the whole cast, but a lot of members of the cast have come out and given their condolences and talked about how wonderful of a person uh, Leon White was. So I think that's just a testament. Yeah. To, to even though he was, you know, kind of insane in the ring at times, that you know, yeah. on the on the on the outside of all that, he was still a really nice guy. So. Well, Danielle Official is a real wrestling fan. Like she yes, goes, she is. She goes Leo to Rush. Bola every yeah, Leo Rush, and she goes to Bola every year. Like she's a real fan. Yeah, she is. Um, but my but, but it's funny that you said the exact reason you liked him was the reason I didn't. Because he uh, until I got older and started learning stuff, right? But I always thought he was a bully. Right. I always thought he went too far. You know what I mean? Like he beat people up too much, and I just couldn't <laughs> understand. Why do all these guys who he wrestled with love him so much when he's beating the holy hell out of them for no good reason? And then I got smartened up and learned the business and learned, you know, learned about integrity and, and integrity of character and all the, all, you know, and then I went back and saw some of his Japanese stuff and I didn't watch him in WCW. I only got a chance to see him and his later run in WWE when he was fighting guys like Kane and Sean. And that, you know, he was great, but he wasn't Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also um, heard a good story I saw online the other day of someone, I mean, I could be getting the details a little fuzzy, but um, a guy had managed to get Vader to send a, like a personalized happy birthday message to this guy's girlfriend. That's shit. The girl was a big Vader fan or whatever. And for the birthday, the boy, the boyfriend managed to get Vader to do this. But in the message, he wanted Vader to call her a fat piece of shit. So I don't know if you ever, yeah, Vader's whole fat piece of shit thing. And instead yeah. of doing that, Vader didn't do it. And in the personalized message, he cut a promo on the boyfriend for having him. Uh, wanted to say it. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty funny too. But yeah, that is hilarious. Um, Grado told a story about how they were tagging together recently on the indies and grado had been saying you know if you don't know grado grado is one of the bigger comedic wrestlers out Mm -hmm. there now um and he had been begging vader to let him wear the mask and you know vader has a reputation of being a big badass he's definitely a a sweet dude in his personal life from what people are saying but he was when when his wrestling time he's a badass um but not only did vader let him wear the mask but vader was laughing so hard and told him afterwards he said that's one of the, that's one of the damnedest things i've ever seen in my career <laughs> you know just yeah. little stuff like that makes a guy and grado's not super young but you know vader's been in the business since the mid 80s vader was vader was was headlined the tokyo dome you know before 
a lot of these guys were. You yeah. Know? Like, he got history. Um, Absolutely. So it's a sad day, a sad week for all of us. Um, it's really sad because I know how bad he wanted to be in the Hall of Fame. And he will be. Let's 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 end that noise now. He will be probably sooner than later. Um, but you know, a lot of the times, you know, you want to give people their flowers while you still can. Yeah, I I do think I think part of not just his disappointment, but I think part of fans' disappointment is knowing what we know about the Hall of Fame, and that it's really just kind of like a there's not really any necessarily credentials to getting in. There's a lot of guys who are in there that might make you be like, eh, you know, in, in comparison to someone like Vader, I think is probably where that comes from. But at the same time, I think one thing you have to understand about the hall of fame is they tear it almost. Yep. So that, that, you know, so that way, like you've got your headliner and then you might have, it's almost, it's almost like a rest, like an actual going to a, an actual show with matches where you've got mm-hmm. your main event guy. And then underneath that is just like the ladder just kind of steps down Absolutely. a little bit. So, but yeah, I mean, I have no doubt he'll go in. Um, uh, but yeah, so it is unfortunate, but you know, what can you do about that? Not much. Yeah. And, uh, it'll probably happen this year. Um, in fact, if you look, if you believe in those rumor rumors you see from uh, just float around of oh, this is the hall, rumor Hall of Fame card for this year. Yeah, Vader's been on it the last two years, so yeah, it's it's he's been it's always been a, a a situation of it was if it was when not if right yeah you know um so yeah Vader rest in peace rest in power uh. You know, I'm sure you're gonna give somebody a Vader bomb in the sky. <laughs> you better. <laughs> um, okay, so we need to move on. We need to. I I want to. I want to raise the. I, it's, it, I feel it feels a little heavy in here, but before we move move on from the heaviness, I have to address the elephant in the room. Okay. Um, and I wish I had something funny to say here, but I got to be real for a second. Um, most of you know who listen to the show that I was co-hosting World Class Radio with Jordan, Jordan Fox, um, at Fox the Podcaster, by the way. I'm no longer on that show anymore. Um, and the reason I'm no longer on that show stems from uh, some issues I had with Money in the Bank. And we're going to talk about that here in a sec. Uh, so I guess you can call this the lead-in, Carl, if you want to. Yeah. Um, but I have been writing... Uh, I, well, let me say this: I have been involved in wrestling from a, from a from a personality perspective since January fourth, twenty ten. That's when I wrote my first column for Lords of Pain, the columns form. I have written for numerous websites. I've written for the columns form and Lords of Pain and the main page. I started Lord. Well, let me not say I started. I transposed LP Magazine from being a column to our actual magazine venture that failed tremendously, but at least we did it. I have written for PW Mania. I have written for Rant Sports. I even wrote a column for Bleacher Report back in the day when Bleach, anybody could write, a Bleacher, could write for Bleacher Report before the, it became corporate. Um, I have been out here. I'm not, I'm nowhere close to a lot of these other guys. I don't claim to be. I am not some expert. 
by no means, by no stretch of the imagination. But I say all that, and I, I list my resume to say this: the one prevailing thing that people have always said about me, besides the quote-unquote contrarian tag I get, is I have a tremendous issue with fans. The issue I have with fans is that there is a tremendously huge sense of entitlement among us, and we have. In, in, in all aspects of entertainment, but wrestling in specifics, we have effectively made the wrestling business not for us anymore, but about us. And that's dangerous because the, the we, we were never supposed to know the ins and outs of wrestling like we do. We do now. It is what it is. In fact, in many respects, it makes our fandom better. But it has transposed into this very dangerous diatribe that makes us feel like we control the company. Not that our voice matters, but that our voice is the only voice that matters. And that's the problem. And it manifested itself with, it's manifested itself for, in many ways, you can go back, The Rock wouldn't be The Rock if it would have manifested itself that way. So it's manifested itself in many ways. John Cena very uh, notably, Hulk Hogan turned heel eventually because he was growing stale after 10 years of say your prayers, eat your vitamins, but right. specifically Roman Reigns. And the difference between Roman and a lot of these other guys is that uh, he's very similar in Cena in that they've continued to push him uh, in numerous ways. Uh, you know, after so many years, like it's this is four years going on him being a main event talent. Yeah, right. But I think the difference between him and Cena is it was never personal with Cena. I mean, you know, like it 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 was never. They I don't I don't feel like people ever people didn't like him, didn't want to be pushed, but they understood why. Like every Cena detractor has said has always said, the caveat has always been, I mean, I get he sells a lot of merchant stuff. Like, Cena's impact can never be doubted by anybody. That's fair, yeah. Right? So, you know, at the end of the day, you can have your opinion, but the numbers are there. Cena was, at one point, the only guy moving the needle. Not one of, the only guy. Sure. There's, there's 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 a little more nuance with Roman because it's not as simple. Ratings don't matter as much as they used to, and the metrics we have, people don't want to believe them as much. How much do people give stock in YouTube numbers? How much do people give stock in uh, in merch nowadays that now the company is a juggernaut? But I'm saying all this to say that. I'm, I, said, I said that to say this. The way fans reacted in that Roman Reigns-Gender Mahal match truly and utterly disgusted me. I was so angry. And if you're listening and you don't know what happened... They completely shit on the match from the very beginning. Shows in Chicago, we expected them to be rowdy. We expected them to boo Roman. We expected them to probably turn on the match eventually. But they never turned on the match. They started shitting on the match. From the very, even before the bell. Chanting everything in the world. Just to completely shit on the guys who went out there and actually had a good match and worked their asses off. Um, But... uh, so this enraged me because and yeah, I'm I'm a Roman Reigns fan, but I really want to make sure you guys know this isn't about Roman. 
This is about fans. It could have been Natalia, and everybody knows how truly how much I hate her. <laughs> These yeah. guys don't deserve that type of treatment. Boo, sure. Funny chance, sure. Sasha got ch- they used to chant Sasha's ratchet at Sasha. That's racist as fuck. But it was funny because it matched the character, you know. Right. But so, but like the way they treated that man, and it hit me like as I was so angry. I was so angry that my best friend from birth called me to wish me happy Father's Day and tell me about his day, and and asked me how was mine, and I couldn't talk to him because I was so mad. And it hit me like this shit is stupid. Why the fuck do I care? I'm getting this angry about wrestling. At the end of the day, it's nothing. So sure. I was finished. I was done. I was. I planned on never watching wrestling again. I got on the show with Jordan, and out of my respect for him and my commitment to the show, I did the show, but I went off. And at that point, the decision was made that maybe I just shouldn't do it anymore. So I don't want people to think I'm a hypocrite because uh, I still feel a good portion of how I felt Sunday and Monday. Wrestling is not the same to me. I watched Raw. I watched SmackDown. I watched NXT. But the majority of the show, I wasn't paying attention. It was on the TV. It's almost habit. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, in fact, I'll give you, give you guys some insider information. I offered Carl to get a replacement. In fact, I offered my boy Kyle, who's one of my better friends. And Carl was like, no, man, it's me and you. But the reason I'm still here is because Carl said, hey, man, I'm not doing it without you. So I I told Carl to give me a week. I was told by the guys at Chairshot, give me a week and see how you feel next week. And I can tell you, I am not as incensed as I was, but I still, I'm getting there. I'm, re- I guess I'm rebuilding my fandom. And I want, and I, I, before I go any further, and I, I want to give it to you, man, because I don't, you know, I don't like doing these long ass rants. <laughs> um, I do them a lot, but I don't like it. I want to. I really want to point out and and be specific uh, with saying that, uh, like I said, this isn't about uh, this isn't about Roman. It's about fans. Wrestling did nothing wrong to me. WWE did nothing wrong to me. They have been great to me my entire life. They have given me so much purpose and so much love. And enjoyment for 25 years so they're not the reason that I am down on wrestling it's fans and that's something that I don't know I'll ever be able to get past which is why it's hard so but I wanted to say that because I know people are listening and are gonna be like well man you said all this but he's back on the show yeah no yeah I get that well you gotta get you know get your your truth out there and you know it's a Good. It kind of it's a good lead-in, really, to to Money in the Bank and um, some other things about Money in the Bank that fall in the same vein that had me pretty worked up this weekend as well. Um, so I'll just kind of lead into it a little bit. We're not going to review Money in the Bank and we're not going to do all that, but we'll talk about some things. And I think 
one of the first things that we have to talk about is Alexa Bliss. Um, so, so for those of you who watched the show, if you didn't, spoiler alert, but if you did, um, you know that Alexa won the Money in the Bank contract um, in a really good match, by the way. But tremendous match. It are, I mean, it start, yeah, it, but it started, the whole shit on Alexa thing started because it was one of those where Alexa didn't do much and won the match as if there's not precedent for that to begin with because there is. Like, that's exactly how you would expect someone like Alexa's character to win Money in the Bank. But forget that for a second, right? Um, later in the evening, you've got the Ronda Rousey and the Nia Jax match. Tremendous match, by the way. Um, personally, it was my favorite match of the card. Um, just, and I think part of that is just the fact that they let Nia actually just beat the dog out of Ronda. They let like, Nia be a beast, yeah. Yeah, and and part and there was a part in the match where Ronda is underneath Nia and Nia's just slamming her head back on the mat like over and over and over. And I was like, this is brutal. Like to me, that's brutal, like when you watch it, right? So that was it was a good match. It was enjoyable. And Ronda's she's a superstar. She's I mean, we already know that though. Yes. Um But of course, once again, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, I'm sure you but you probably have. But Alexa cashed in immediately. She come well first. I take that back. First, she got the match thrown out by attacking Ronda with a briefcase. So match is thrown out. She makes sure Ronda is taken care of by throwing her over the announce table. Numerous times goes back to to check on her to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, to make sure she could get the cash in. And so, anyways, long story short, short she cashes in. She wins the title back. She's now a five-time women's champion, I believe. Three She's times right. on. Yeah. Raw, twice on SmackDown. Five times in two years. My God. Yeah, five times in two years. And to be fair, allow me to be, you know, transparent here. I'm, I'm not a huge Alexa Bliss fan myself. Like, she's okay. And I think she has, I think she's one of the better mic workers. And I I, I don't think she's, she's the one of the best mic worker in the division. That's fair. And I don't think she's a great wrestler either. Okay, like there's a lot of people that that's that's their beef right now is their their yes. beef is her wrestling. Yeah. And I don't I don't like get hype for Alexa's matches or anything. But so I'm not like big on Alexa. And I've told you this before. I'm kind of I was kind of tired of her. But if you watch her all the next night and you saw what happened with Alexa essentially running her mouth and it led to Ronda basically snapping and beating up security, not security, but officials and Kurt Angle and then putting Alexa through a table. If if the way to get where we are with Ronda was through Alexa bliss, I think it was done well. And I think it was the right decision. Yes. So that's my opinion on that. Do I want to see Alexa have a lengthy title reign? No, but from where, for where we're at right now, I'm fine with it. So I say all that as, as Rance, as you say, Rance, I say all that to say this. <laughs> um, there's just been a lot of ugly and hateful things said about Alexa ever since she, she won really ever since she won the money in that briefcase, but more so when she won the title um, about her sleeping her way to the top and things like that. Bro. And I gotta be honest with you. There's some, whoever, there are people hearing this that put some of this stuff on my Twitter timeline and they were unfollowed immediately. I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to like, I'm not even going to, like allow that in my headspace, okay? 
I'm married. I've got two girls and I don't want, and just me personally, my own values. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear people. So like, I don't, I don't know anything about Alexa's personal life and, and neither do any of these people saying stuff like this. Well, the only thing I know is that Alexa is engaged to buddy Murphy. Now, so unless something happened there that I'm unaware of, which I doubt that has, it's just people saying things to be ugly. You know what I mean? And even if she was, it's nobody's damn business. But the point of the, the point of the matter is, it go it heart it goes back to what you were talking about with fans, and they're shitting on a Roman gender match, right? Mm-hmm. The entitlement. The whole thing here is okay. Well, Alexa won, and that's not who I wanted. I wanted Sasha, or I wanted. Becky Lynch. Yeah. I wanted Ember Moon. Yeah. I wanted this, that. I wanted this, and I want that, and I want this. Like, sound like my children. Okay? And I'm sorry if that insults any of you. I'm, I take that back. I'm not really sorry, because you should be insulted by that, because that's... It's a it's a piss-poor way to act when you're an adult. And, and I think... I'm just... No, I'm, one, I'm, I'm, I'm backing you up. It's not just that I, who I wanted to win didn't win. It's who I want to win didn't win, and it sucks because who I wanted to win didn't win. Right. So no, nobody, we're, we're at a point now where it's just, we want to see our favorites succeed. And I get that. But at the same time, wrestling, I guess it kind of depends on what you want wrestling to be. And if you want wrestling to just be about good matches, that's fine. I can live with that. But there was a good match. Like the, everything that Alexa was involved in, whether she directly was great, was great. So, that is kind of thrown out the window, and I'm not saying it's a fact. Some people don't may not like, may not have liked any of it. And that's fine. Sure. But the, but the, the point is, just be better people. Like if something doesn't go your way, like how dare you just just say things like that? It's just so ugly. Like I'm not like I've said before. You know, I'm not a huge Alexa Bliss fan myself, but to act that way about another human being that you don't know and that was put in a position that you don't like, well, sorry, you know, like, I don't know. I just, it really, it really bugs me. It's not, I don't, uh, they, they say those kind of things because they know that it's not like she asked or demanded to be put in the situation. She was written into the situation. It's her job. She was told to do something and she did it like any other person would do. Right. And so instead of they, they know that and they, they may not want to accept that, but they know it. So in order to justify her winning, they go a different route and it's yeah. ugly. And that's really all I need to say about it. I mean, there's I don't need to talk about money in the bank necessarily any more than that, because that's really the only thing that irked me. I, I thought, like I said, I thought Rhonda and I was the best match of the night. And I mean, well, well hold on. We're, we're, we're going to we're not going to talk about money in the bank so much. But we have a lot of quick hits to go through that have ramifications for money in the bank. So let's, let's hold on before we go to anybody else. Let's, let's stick here with Alexa for just a second. Um, and I also end up with Alexa. I want to mention that for those of you, and I have plenty of guys who I speak wrestling with who thought Ronda wouldn't be shit. I really hope you realize you're wrong. <laughs> I really yeah. hope you, and, and that's, and that's me being nice. I really hope you really realize how completely wrong you are, how short-sighted you were in thinking that, and that you sometimes you need to really reassess your opinion of things 
based on preconceived notions. Because Ronda Rousey has, is, is the truest version of proving to you, like Braun Strowman was two years ago, that just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. And I think we can say the same thing about Alexa Bliss. You said it perfectly in that everybody has the type of wrestling they want to watch. This is this is true. And and n- neither you nor me will ever begrudge anybody from enjoying what they want to like. But there are certain things that you know you're going to get when you get it. If I'm going to watch Fox News, I know the type of news I'm getting. Consequently, if I'm watching CNN, I know the type of news I'm going to get. Right. So I'm not going to watch Bill O'Reilly or uh, Laura Ingram or any of these people and be upset that... Uh, you know, be upset that what I what I would want to hear isn't being said. I don't I don't want to get specific because I want to make this very political. But you know what I'm saying? That's the best analogy I could use off the right. top of my head. Um, for for those for those of you who are listening who are not from America, it's the same thing as me turning on NBA TV and getting mad that not, they're not showing any NBA uh, highlights or NFL headlights um, uh, highlights, like. You know what you're getting when you watch WWE. WWE is an entertainment entity. It's an entertainment company. WWE's goal has always been for to make money and to tell stories. If the matches in the ring are great, which every everybody all the goal is always for the matches in the ring to be great. Don't get that twisted. But sometimes the story is bigger than the match, right? <clears throat> so let's talk yeah. about Alexa Bliss for a second and, and kind of unpack her entire career. Because Alexa did not do a tremendous, a big, a, a big amount of things in NXT as a singles wrestler, right? She was the pixie, and then she joined with Blake and Murphy. Yes, you mentioned it. Alexa is engaged with, with Murphy and has been since she was in NXT, like since before she was was popular in NXT. This is a five six year relationship, so like chill out on that, right? Um, but. The thing that Alexa has over almost every other woman in the, in, the, in the company is she has a tremendous ability to make people care about her. She is by far the best speaker, whether you're talking from a face perspective or a heel perspective, in the women's division, either company, SmackDown or Raw. I'd even argue NXT. And... Yeah. She is the best heel. I understand that Sasha hasn't turned heel yet, and that might be different if Sasha was the boss like she was in NXT. There are people that, I I get that, so I I acknowledge that the situation could change if things were different. You're absolutely right. The situation can always change. But I say all that to say that, well, I guess that's my catchphrase. I'm going to get a shirt that says that. What I want you guys to, to realize is, much like gender when he won his title, or the entire Roman saga, or the Cena saga, right? Or you can think about, some people argue Shayna Baszler and NXT. Like, there are always going to be people that are going to get a push, or going to get the championship, for reasons more than just wrestling. And I realize that is mind-blowing and shocking to a lot of you. But that is the way it is. In fact, New Japan guys... Why is Chris Jericho Intercontinental Champion? Uh, you mean it's not because of his superior wrestling skills at the age of 48? No. And even and, and, let's, <laughs> and let's argue that it was his superior wrestling skills at the age of 48. Right. Show me his contract. Show me yeah. the dates he's going to wrestle. 
I couldn't. I couldn't. So I'm saying, like, in the same breath, like, which is part of my issue, another part of my issue with fans, is that the hypocrisy of it. It's cool when we allow it to be cool. But it's not cool when we don't want it to be cool. So Alexa as a character is the most, and I'd argue she's the most defined character even more than Charlotte because Charlotte's character truly is, even though she's a tremendous character and a tremendous wrestler, her character is, I'm the son of the best of all time. The daughter, I'm sorry. Of the best of all time. I'm genetically superior than you. Like that, like, that's great. And she plays it well, but like, how far can you go with that? Right? So, in terms of a totally nuanced character, there's not many like Alexa on, on the main roster. It's not. I would agree. I would say they're working with, with a few others. Yes. Um, yes. Namely, like a Carmella, someone like that. But, I mean, yes. yeah, you're right. I mean, and you know, and that's probably, that's part of the reason why she's had as much success as a single superstar so far in terms of title reigns as Charlotte has. I mean, Charlotte, I believe, is a five-time champion as well. Six, like, I want to say. It may be six, yeah. But, I mean, we're talking just about as much success, and a lot of that goes back to what you just said about, you know, having having a defined character and things like that. So, I mean, I know it's I know it's a tough pill for people to swallow, and I'm not telling people you got to like her because WWE says you do, yes. you know? But, but don't say she sucked dick to get – her title ring. Yeah, yeah. Just keep that kind of junk out of your mouth because it it really is it's vile. Like it really bothers me. I don't know. I mean, maybe I shouldn't get so upset. I don't know, but it does. It bothers and, me. And then and then here's here's the better question. And and I want I I really want to I really want to jump in the mud with these people for just a second. So if Alexa sucked dick to get five title reigns, what does Sasha do? Sasha got four. <laughs> right. What does Charlotte do? Charlotte got six. Yeah. Charlotte beat Oscar, Oscar clean in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania after two and a half years of being undefeated. What did yeah. Oscar do to be undefeated for two and a half years? You, you, see, you see the rabbit hole you go down? Yeah. You can just start applying it to anybody that gets any kind of anything. Anybody that was ever successful. Well, and, and so, yeah. I'm, let's take it back. Gail Kim. She won title on the first night. What did she do? Right. Page. Page. One time I mean, on the first night. What does she do? Yeah. And there's a joke there, but I'm not gonna make it. Right. You know but even, I mean, yeah, that's. <laughs> no, I, I, we're talking I, about. I, yeah, we're, we're talking about like, like company bigwigs and stuff. Like sure. they're not talking about having relationships with wrestlers. You know what I mean? You, they just take it so far. Yeah, it's just it. it, it, it it's sad when, like. You had a, you had a, so you had a, a good Twitter conversation with a listener of ours. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to be disrespectful because I don't think the guy likes me very much anymore. Um, <laughs> but I had the same conversation with him about other things, and our conversation went a different way. But, right. But his 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 notion, which is very valid, is that uh, the, me and you, th- me and you, and most everybody thinks that entertainment is subjective and that there can also there can be consensus opinions and things but that doesn't mean that it's the opinion right right like we can all say that this match was that was great but there's always going to be other people that's going to say it wasn't so that doesn't mean that just because the majority of people think it's great that that is the 
the consensus answer. Now, not the consensus, but the actual answer, right? Entertainment is subjective. There's no way to prove these opinions. Uh, but when I went, but when I went in into it with him, we had our long conversation. It ended pretty badly because at the end of it, I was like, "Well, look, man, I I I respect how you feel, and I respect the way you are. But we've been going at this for an hour, and all you keep telling me is, well, but I'm right. You're telling me I'm wrong." I'm not telling you you're yeah. wrong. And you sim- it, it was similar to you. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm saying that we can both be right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely, yes. Um, because we're, the, I mean, it's it's the different, the, like, there is there has to be an ability to distinguish between opinion and fact. Yep. And once you stop doing that, arguments are useless. Yeah. Because you're not getting anywhere i'm talking about one thing and you're talking about another it's basically what it is you know like you're not understanding me because you're thinking in terms of well i'm saying facts and i'm not understanding you because i'm thinking we're talking about an opinion you know so we might have the same viewpoint and it's the same thing i told him is that we actually agree yeah on her but you want so bad for me to say that you're right like you care more about being right than you do actually listening to what I'm trying to tell you. Absolutely. And that, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. It really is. I really just, I'm just, I don't even, I don't know where to begin sometimes with this. I just, um, I really wish that I, I wish for better, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I feel like I'm going way over along with this. No, I mean, you know, well, when we ran down the list of things we want to talk about, so many of them were so we're going to be so quickly talked about that, you know, this is this is a real story. This is really huge. I mean, this this and then I know I know it's not our job to be concerned with other people's personal lives. It's not our job. Yeah, it's as humans, we should think about it. Sure. But it's not our job to do that. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? But we also have to remember that this is a woman who spent most of her teenage life trying to kill herself with anorexia and bulimia because she thought she wasn't good enough. Right. So you have a woman who has beat all that. And God bless her because that's a hell of a fight. Who's beat all that, becomes successful in a field that she loves. Right? Yeah. And everybody's telling her that you don't have that your successes isn't real because you didn't do it the way we wanted you to do it, so you must be you must be cheating. You must be sleeping your way to the top. <laughs> you don't think that's good? Like you saw the test you just got, right? Yes. Like you don't think you don't think the timing is there's a reason for the timing of that tattoo? Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred uh, percent. I'm just saying, like sometimes we have to remember, you know, these things and be res- be respectful because everybody isn't as mentally well as you think they are. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, but I mean, and, you know, I'm, and I'm not saying no criticize. It's fair to say that she is not the best wrestler in the ring. That's a fair criticism. Nobody's saying don't criticize. What we're saying is leave it to criticizing. Don't attack. Yeah, and I agree with you. that. That's the same way I pretty much feel about it. I mean, that's, but it, it is hard to get that point across without people thinking that you're. Caping for the person, or so now, the, now, now the story is going to be 
if you, the people that listen to us that, that disagree with us, that me and you are huge Alexa Bliss fans. We could care less about her. <laughs> That's a story. Because apparently, I'm still I'm still the big one of the biggest Jenner Mahal fans on the internet. I, he's cool. That was you. You were the guy that liked gender. Yeah. I still defended do. the guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and that's you know, it go that go. You can go back to he's probably number three on the hate list, really, because with behind Roman and Alexa right now, because people forget that while they were shitting on that match, they weren't, and while they were mostly doing it to spite the the Roman Reigns thing, Gender was in the match too. You know, like not only are you shitting on Roman, but now you're shitting on another guy. So I mean, this whole it's just man, this it's it's a very Look, mm. man, and you you brought me back. The Roman thing. Look, we're about to move on, I promise you. But at this point, what's the point of the protests or the hijacking? What's the point? Like what's the goal? Like what are you trying to get from this? Right? Like when 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 Daniel Bryan wasn't getting pushed as the top guy in 2013, 14, whatever year that was. The point was to put Daniel Bryan where he deserved to be. Right. I didn't like it, but I understood it. There was a reason. We get that. There's a reason. You know what I mean? I, I, I can I can understand that. Daniel Bryan deserved to be in the main event. And I don't use deserve in wrestling because there is no deserve. But he deserved to be in that main event. That was his year. But what's the point? Because this isn't about a heel turn anymore. No, it's, just, it's not. I don't no. think a heel turn would do anything. It wouldn't. At this so. point, you don't like him. Like, like like I said on Jordan's show, just fire him now. That's what the fans want. Because at this point, th- at this point, you're trying to sabotage his career. There, like, literally every single issue people have had with him, he's changed. Think about it. The issue with him at first was he can't wrestle. He's become one of the best wrestlers on the on the company. Well, but you know he can't talk. He barely does interviews, and when he does, it's very short and sweet. Well, you know, he's still got the old shield gimmick. What's his character? Well, he stopped coming out the crowd. He started doing a lot of other stuff, like stay with the Usos or mentioning his family. He changed his attire a bit. It's still SWAT gear, but at least it's a little different. The only thing the same is the music. Well, but you know, he always wins. Last year, he lost most of his matches. Most of his televised matches. He hasn't held the WWE Championship in two years. Oh well, thank you for saying because that was the next one. I was I was I was just about to get there. I was about to say, well, he always holds the title. He's fighting for the title. He hasn't held it in two years, and it's taken the fall in all the title matches, even the multi-man ones. Yeah. Well, he made events WrestleMania every year. Okay, I, you got me there. You win. He's terrible because he has been booked to be a man, the WrestleMania main event for four years. He should be fired. How horrible of a person is he? Well, then that, that's the thing. Like, they'll that that's the other thing that bothers me. Like, if you when you if you say, well, you just want them to fire, they'll say, no, no, I just don't want them to shove down our throats. Well, here's the thing about that. Look you at the shit spot. On the, well, look at the match at Money in the Bank. Look at the spot. Yeah, he was in a death spot. Yeah, in a in a match not for a title, in a mid card feud. Like so he wasn't fighting for a title. Let's shove down our throat. Yes, he wasn't fighting for a title. He wasn't in the Money in the Bank ladder match to fight for the right to fight for the title. He wasn't fighting for a mid card title. He didn't open the show or end the show. 
he, you know, he wasn't even the most promote. He wasn't even one of the two most promote, one of the two two promote, promoted matches on the roster, and they put him in in the death match. If you don't death spot, if you don't know what a death spot is on a wrestling card, that's the spot after one of the one of the higher more promoted matches to cool you down. Yeah, because nobody's paying attention to that because after the big match, everybody want to go pee or get something from the concession stand. That's what they put him. So shove down your throat. Right. Yeah. And then well, one more they, thing, one more they, th- they took the dead spot and made it <laughs> the most, yeah. you know, ridiculous part of the night. It became not the dead spot. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then, and then let's, let's add this. Well, some some people have tried to tell me that, uh, you know, well they 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 booked Roman and gender. They knew what they were getting into. They they knew nobody wanted to see that match. Okay, that's fair. What about backlash? Y'all shit on Joe. Y'all love Joe. Joe was IWC fave. Has been since 2002. Yeah. What's the excuse for that? That that, that it main evented. That night. That's it. Okay. Well, then end the show with a double dick kick. And then tell me how you feel after that. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. It's this whole, like, it just harks back to what we've been talking about. And we should probably yeah, we gotta move on. on. But, yeah. yeah. Um, to talk about dick kicks. Bro, Big Cass got kicked proverbially in the dick. Yes, he did. God, my he really look, did. I, look, I, I, I don't know the guy. I don't know much about him personally to formulate an opinion on if I like him or if I don't personally. Um, but in the past 18 months, my dude has lost his tag team that was, was one of the hottest acts in the company. He has lost his tag team partner and best friend as a friend and on the in the company um has lost his girlfriend lost his acl which people are saying because he tore his acl yeah and now my dude lost his job well life comes at you fast dog been a rough go of it yeah man but big cast was fired this week and it stems from from a lot of incidents um the two major incidents are probably the one incident where there was the little person who was portraying Daniel Bryan, and Cass was told to give him the big boot, and that was it. Cass wanted to beat him up more and get some more heat on himself. He asked the, he mentioned that to the agents. They said, no, that's a, that's a stupid idea. He said, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to Vince. He asked Vince. Vince said, no, don't do that, because we're already going to get enough heat for you booting him. No. He went out there and did it anyway. So, you know, that they're saying that, uh, you know, it's easier, it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. He asked for both and got shot down. Yeah. Both times. So that was that always that had a big that's the reason why he lost so definitively at Backlash. But um at the European tour, uh he had some public drunkenness and was a bit uh belligerent. There was an incident on a bus where he had to use the bathroom in the back of the bus and the lock malfunctioned and so he thought somebody was pranking him and this is according to Meltzer. So take it with a grain of salt. And <laughs> instead of being patient and trying to get somebody to open it from the outside or whatnot, because he thought it was pranked, he kicked the door open and broke the door. So that caused WWE money. And the entire time they had the bus, people couldn't use the bathroom in privacy. Stuff like like but it's just so many incidents that in this mother instance that if you've read, you know. You know. Like, yeah, I mean that's his, his, some yeah. of his personal affiliations and the way he would talk to people and stuff. Um, but yeah, big cat's gone, bro. 
Oh. Well, you have to assume it's a little self-inflicted. I mean, more than a little. More than a little. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I think, of course, Cass was another scenario that no matter what he did, once they broke from end zone, no matter what he did, he was getting shit on to begin with. It didn't matter. Well, so he was a heel though, so it could have worked. Yeah, but you could just, especially when they put him in the ring with Daniel Bryan. Like the second they did that, it was um, really putting him in the ring with Daniel Bryan, the great Daniel Bryan, right? Like, but not to harp on fans, but that's just kind of where we were headed with Big Cass. That's where we were headed with him anyway. So honestly, you know, an honest opinion, I'm not glad that the dude got fired, but he might be a little relieved. <laughs> like, I'm a little relieved of it from a from a perspective of he's probably not relieved, obviously, because that's where he's making the most money, but. For me personally, I'm a little relieved because I don't have to hear any more of this, of this, this whole deal now, well, Big Cass is garbage and blah, 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 blah. And I say that now, and the second someone I know listens to this episode, they'll tweet, hey, Big Cass is garbage just to get on my nerves. But, you know, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's self-inflicted. And it, the, the tag team split was probably going to happen regardless. A lot of people keep harking back to, well, that's what they get for – Splitting the tag team? No, not really, because Enzo got in trouble. Like, well, unless you want to say that's not why they split them. But okay. Well, no, I know. What I'm saying is they would have been split up anyway, because Enzo got in trouble and would have gotten fired. So they would have been split. Now, what they might have done with what they might have done with Cass is different. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, this is definitely a self-inflicted wound. I mean, you can't. You can, I mean, apparently it's okay to drink a little bit, but to get that drunk to a point where you're ripping the door off, and I think it, I thought they were on a plane, but maybe they were on a bus. I don't know. Um, this this either, is not the plane right from hell, bro. This is not that. But uh, either way, like, you know, I, I don't really feel bad for the guy that much because you just can't – you can only – like, people used to always say, well – take chances in the ring and stuff like that. And guys used to be able to get away with that kind of thing sometimes. I mean, for instance, the famous Bret Hart, Steve Austin thing, you know, where they cut each other and they weren't supposed to do that. Or when he cut up Stone Cold and apparently they went into business for themselves, but the clout those two had, first of all, and on top of that, completely different world. Then this is the, that's the late nineties. And we're talking about 2018 where you can't just, Go out there and beat up on like, like Smith said. I'm already gonna get enough heat for this, so no. You know, I'm sure if this was 1998, Vince probably would have been all about it. He'd have been, yeah, I can do it. You know, that would have been the angle. He would have been booked to beat him up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Vince is aware, and Cass himself has to be aware. So, it is what it is. It's not about taking chances. It's not Vince saying don't take chances. It's just being aware of the situation. More than anything else. Right. And then don't ask the guy. And he says no. And then you go and do then, it anyway. And then do it anyway. Yeah. Like, had, he, had tr- I truly believe, call me crazy, had he just went out and did it, not talked to anybody, just did it, he would have got reprimanded, but it would have been over because you know what? You were trying to do something. You're trying to make, you're trying to, you were trying to make the segment better. Yeah. All right, cool. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Don't do this again. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me, let, let's flip it for you. Me and you are both parents, right? Yeah. Let's say. If you're if if one of our daughters comes and says, "Daddy, can I get can I have, I want I want to I want to have some ice cream," no, no, you haven't had dinner. So they go and ask mommy, "Can I have some ice cream?" No, you haven't had dinner. You go in a, and then you go in to the kitchen, 
and they're in their school with some ice cream. Why you <laughs> with ice cream? I wanted the ice cream. Nobody, we told you not to have ice cream. I'm sorry, yeah. please don't get me in trouble. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Yeah. Not had them but here's really the thing. ice cream on their own. You're still in trouble, but it's a different level of trouble. Right. I actually think. I think with this, like, I think he. You could consider it taking a chance for himself just by going to asking Vince in general. Say, hey, this is what I want to do. You took yeah. a chance. Vince said no. And he probably in the back of his head thought, okay, the kid's got some ideas. Well, he's taking chances or whatever. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Didn't let him do it. You know, but that's – and I think I, – I, I think the, he was going to be okay. He would have – he was going to survive that. I think it's fair to say that he probably was going to survive that. You know, but the incident on the bus, uh, you ain't coming you – know, I mean, when you've already got one – thing against you like you're not you're not coming back from that not on a bus that also had women on it and they're not able to use the bathroom in privacy like nah man i mean it is what it is i'm I'm sure he'll find a place somewhere um you know what's large cassandra doing in the impact zone large cassandra it's big cast all in as people have been asking so let's let's (laughs) let's talk let's talk about big cast for a second like uh just the wrestler I think we all, and I think everybody here listening would be a fool if you could tell me that you didn't look at Big Cass and there was, and you didn't see any money. No, Big I agree. Cass, yeah. Big Cass had money written on him. Now, you definitely have to get you have to get it out of him. But a big man that can move, that is isn't terrible on the mic, that has charisma. Cass has charisma. So well, he had some charisma. You know, like this is a this is a package that we can build on and hopefully make something huge of it. Yeah. Um, and I think they knew that potential. If you go back to um when they had that fatal four way for the Universal title, which Kevin Owens won. Yep. Big Cass was, was in that match. That. I was there for that, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Big Cass was in that match. And there was no hate at the time for Cass. It was a, oh okay let's see what he can do kind of thing. This is like an audition. Like we knew he wasn't gonna win. Well, right? I, no, absolutely right. And you can go even further. Uh, when Enzo broke his leg in uh, NXT, Cass was on his own. Yeah. And Enzo and Cass had were really hot. And so it was a question of, well, are we gonna are we gonna leave Cass off TV, or are while well, Enzo's hurt because Enzo's the, the mouthpiece. He's the heater of the tag team, but no, they let Cass go out there on his own. And Cass had a fun feud with uh, Aiden English. And Cass showed my man has some, he has some charisma. Like he's not a stick in the mud, you know? Yeah. Um, and we know that Cass was was still a, a product. Um, in the in the ring, he was still, you know, I want to say I don't want to say learning, but he was still growing into who he would be. The Brian match he had uh, the day before he was fired was tremendous, and I think it showed the growth that he was making. Um, but a lot of people were upset that they would even quote unquote disrespect Brian by putting cast with him. Well, how are we supposed to make new stars if we never give people opportunities? I agree. Right, and and this so we've learned from the gender thing. Y'all, y'all are going to shit on anything, but y'all definitely shit on gender because 
what everybody told me and you, and we trust me, SMC archives and the Outsiders Edge archives are out there for you. You can go back and listen to this in real time. The, the, what everybody told us about it was, besides the fact that they didn't that the agenda was terrible in the ring, was he didn't earn it. He went from being a jobber to a champion. Okay, so let's do let's let's, let's treat Big Cass differently. We want to give him a spotlight, but we're gonna put him in the mid card. Daniel Bryan just came back. He ain't ready for the title yet. He just came back. We don't even know if he's gonna be able to wrestle consistently without getting hurt yet. Let's put him with Cass. Let's elevate Cass and get Brian's rest off. Right. Why not? It can't hurt. So, further proving that ain't nothing gonna make people happy. Yeah, it's it's once again it's this is the episode of quick hits, but it's it's more like quick jabs to the fans <laughs> so far. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, you're talking about. Every little thing is just, it's put under this microscope and it's hard for, and I can see why people like you who just want to watch it have trouble with it sometimes because you also want to be able to get on social media and see the funny stuff that people put on there about stuff and see analyze and see people analyze stuff like, but it's hard to do that without having to like mute or block like every single douchebag on the internet who just wants to, you know, get angry about everything. And so when they do that, it can rip you down as far as being a fan goes. And this is, this is supposed to be talking about big cats getting fired. And it goes back, it circles back to that because like I said at the top, you can see a mile away where this big cast thing was going from the fans perspective, from the the internet community of fans. Like you already, I, I already knew. And that's why I say in some ways I'm a little relieved because now, at least if he goes to impact, Nobody gives a damn, you know, at least if he goes, you know, somewhere else, nobody's going to care, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, he's not on WWE programming, so it's fine. I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out a name that I think his career can kind of mimic. You remember Chris Masters? Yes. When Chris Masters debuted, he was one of the youngest wrestlers to ever wrestle on WWE television. He was like 19, mm-hmm. 19 to 20 or something like that. And he was green as goose shit. Yes, he was. But he had, and he wasn't a great talker, but anyway, he was, definitely wasn't very good in the ring, but he had money written all over him. He had a great physique. He he carried himself with a very strong and interesting presence. He had a money-ass gimmick. Like, you could see there's something there. He was arrogant. He was on the juice. He lost his job. He went to the Indies and said, I care about my job. I care about my, prof- my, my, about my profession. I want to wrestle. This is something I love, I want to do. And he got good. He learned and really got good, right? And when he came back, he never utilized it to the same level. But if you watch the matches he had, you could tell my man really learned how to work. Um, yeah. I, I think Big Cass can mimic that and come back maybe two, three, four, five years down the line or even make a make a – Make a home with the Impact or Ring of Honor or even some of these more upstart companies like MLW that just got TV, right? And I think he can really have a home there because he has a presence, he has a name, he has some charisma, and he he has a hell of a look. Because from what he from what we've been told, he's seven feet tall, and you kind of can't teach that. No, you can't. You cannot. You cannot teach that. So yeah, I'm with you. I mean. We- 
look, for whatever, you know, for whatever anybody wants to say about Vincent Man, one thing he's always shown is that he's willing to give people second chances. So, I mean, if you haven't seen the Hardys 24, I mean, you want to talk about second chances and third chances and fourth chances and things like that. Okay, this is just – I'm not saying Big Cass is Jeff Hardy. No. But what I'm saying is the point is that he is a forgiving guy. And, I and I, I mean, maybe by the time Big Cass wants to come back, Vince is killed over dead somewhere. Who knows? But not I don't way. think – no, I know. But I, I don't think Triple H would be any different. You know, that these guys are okay with guys being gone for a while and rebuilding themselves or whatever the case may be. Drew so that's not Drew. Ma- oh, yeah. Great example. Yeah. So listen, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I say good luck to him, you know, but he's definitely got to get it. His he's got to figure some things out with the attitude and, and things like that. Like there are things that you have to do in any job. Yeah. You know, you have to, there's just things you have to do. So, you know, I guess what the, the jury is still out on big cast, but for now, you know, I'll be looking forward to seeing him in the impact zone. Well, you'll be, watching, you'll be watching. Be watching. Oh, okay. But so you'll be watching <laughs> them on your own because I dare sure be watching <laughs> it. Um, Vince, Vince McMahon, by the way, has has the greatest I'm sorry of all time. And that's WrestleMania 26 when he let Bret Hart and his entire family beat his ass for 25 minutes. That's the greatest <laughs> I'm sorry of all time. There's, yeah. There will be never there will never be a better I'm sorry than that. <laughs> You're right. Um, I agree. Like the entire, like the entire family, dog. Uh, so, speaking of Canadians, um, we have sad news to report that uh, young Sami Zayn will be out until probably WrestleMania season. Because, tell how do you tear both of your rotator cuffs, bro? I have no idea. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, you know uh, how he tore him. Yeah. You know how he tore him. You know what? Because you know, you know how you know how he comes out to the ring and he's so excited and he's just flailing around. Yeah. Somebody tell that man to just walk out like, like walk, just walk to the ring like Nemo bro. <laughs> just, just because the first time he 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 he, tore, he broke his shoulder or tore his shoulder because he was excited when he debuted in Montreal. Yeah. Right? Like, bro, like you need to just chill. Just save it to the ring, dog. It's like the Randy Orton thing when he would go to that place and then he broke his arm or whatever, pulled his arm out. Of, well, I can't remember if it was a shoulder or arm or what he did exactly, right. but by smacking the mat with his fists, it's kind of like that. Yeah. And and at least Randy has a shoulder. He has a shoulder issue. He yeah. has hyper hyperactive or something like he like he has a legitimate deficiency in his shoulders. Right. So like at least like at least that's the excuse for Randy. What's what's Sammy's? <laughs> Just being overly excited. Being the um, what's what's the, the neurotic, <laughs> the neurotic guy that he is. But you know, I think I don't know where they were headed with Sammy. Um, I know that I wasn't a big fan of the stuff with Lashley. So that was done, by the way. The way he beat him at Money in the Bank, that was done. Well, I think the I think they already knew about the injury, and so Probably. I think they were trying to make it quick. So I, that's. That's at least the way that I'm envisioning that. But I don't. Sammy was in a weird place, and I think because of how, of who Sammy is and how much he is loved uh, by the crowd, you know, he might be gone for up to a year. But when he comes back, I think there's a good chance to do something special with him when he first comes back. You know, because of of how loved he is, I think there's I think there's something to consider. 
Um, so it could, I'm not saying it's a good thing that he's hurt and that he can't wrestle, but it could be a blessing in disguise for his character, his, you know, in 2019, whenever it comes back. So God speak to him. Uh, so let me say this. Um, I think this, I think this could be good for Sammy. Before I even say that, I want, I do want to say this, uh, rumors of this thought process that Sammy has had a disappointing or a terrible year are great, are greatly over-exaggerated. He, you can, you can say his year was disappointing, but just two years ago, we were just two years ago. He wasn't even on the SummerSlam card. Yeah. So in the past six months, let's, let's even say nine months. Right. In fact, I'll go past year. Last from last June to this June, Sami Zayn has been a part of the biggest uh, storyline on the on the SmackDown roster with him and Owens versus uh, Brian and and Shane. He has turned heel, and like hugely turned heel, tagged with his best friend of 15 years and had some good tag matches. Been Daniel Bryan's first feud back from injury and feuded with the McMahon, something not everybody's been able to do. Mm-hmm. Had a marquee match at WrestleMania. Right? Yes. Okay. And since since they've been on Raw, has had more mic time than damn near anybody on the show. I would agree with that, yeah. So, I get it. He has not won as much as his fans would like him to, or even me would like him to. Um, he has He's won zero championships since being on the main roster. Yeah, but... I think that's another thing people are tired of. And I mean, you know, whatever, but well, I don't get caught up in championships, but some people do, so... Yes, Sammy only won one title in NXT, and it took him a whole lot to get there, and he lost it the next month. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, not the next yeah. month, but, but like two months later when the next takeover. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. But I just think that he's had a much better year than we give him credit for. Uh, because like I said, every, like everything doesn't revolve around in ring. Like all the other stuff this man has done. Like we know Sami Zayn's one of the best in ring guys in the company. We know yes. this. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Vince knows that. Why do you think Vince keeps giving him these terrible feuds? Because he wants him to lead them in the ring. Or at least he says, well, but I want to try this, but at least I know the ring product will be fine. Right? Sure. But for this man to get time to talk or to flesh his character out, that will help him for the next 20 years. More than having any five-star match will. Yeah, because, I mean, he knows he knows how to have a five-star match. Yeah. Like that's, that's not a, yeah. You don't eat off five-star matches, dog. And he knows how to talk, too. Let's not get that twisted. But, I mean, there's yeah, no I, I think there's a good chance. Give, you know? Getting opportunity to talk. Plenty yeah. of people know how to. Dolph Ziggler's one of the best talkers in the company in terms of talent. He's never yeah. given the opportunity to talk. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me flip my analogy to this, to, to, to football, right? Right. Uh, touchdowns will get you touchdowns will get you a lot of accolades if you're a quarterback, right? Yeah. But what, but what gets you paid in the NFL as a quarterback? Winning. So similar to that, five star matches will get you a lot of accolades. But what <laughs> gets you paid in wrestling? Characters. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're not. Okay. Um 
I do think this, and this might be interesting to you. I do think this is leading to a Kevin Owens uh, face turn. A face turn, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that could. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could maybe do that. I'd be interested to see how he rolls with a face turn. I haven't really, I never, I didn't see him as Kevin Steen. So if he did do it, and I'm sure he probably did, I don't, I don't know much about it. So the reason I say that is because if you watch the shows, um, remember he's been trying, he's been, Braun Strowman's been beating the holy hell out of him for a month and a half. Right? <laughs> yeah. And he's been begging people like Braun is beating the hell out of me. And we have a match against this guy. Let's help me. Nah, bro. Nah, we don't trust you. Nah, we don't trust you. Nah, nah, you know you're a snake. Okay. And exactly what he said was going to happen, everybody in the bank happened. And he had to pay the price with that 20-foot fall, right? Yeah. Did you see the segment on Money in the Bank or at, on Raw when he came out? And, and apologized. Like, apologized. And nothing about that looked like he was being contrived. Yeah. I agree. Right? And then he they, feels like he feels desperate. I think there's some desperation there, you know. Sure, if it, it, it's, it's desperation, but he, it, I think it's also a realization. He said it like, "My best friend is gone. Yeah, I have nobody." You know, and then he gets put in a match after what he had to go through on Monday, on Sunday. Right. I just, I just feel like he's garnering some sympathy. Yeah, it, it'll definitely for him. It will take some time. Because, boy, it's hard. Kevin Owens and sympathy is not something that's going to be easy. But I could see Good if point. they continue to kind of kind of work with it. I could see that. Yeah, and I think it would be interesting. But, I, you know, once again, I love Kevin Owens, the heel. So I could see getting everybody worked up with sympathy. And then Kevin, of course, just pulling the plug or the, pulling the rug out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. So there's that. But – you know, that's a good point. I don't know, but I do think this is best. This is better for Sammy because he gets a chance to. He was. I don't know if you read the interview he had with WWE.com. By the way, can I go on a quick tangent, real quick? Yeah, go ahead. You know what? No, no. I get there after this next topic because we're going to talk <laughs> about something similar to it. Okay. So, um, this is this is we're we're recording this as like in real time, guys. So this type of stuff happens. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I do think this is good for Sammy because he gets he was he was mentioning in his interview with WWE.com that his his other shoulder that he messed up what it was it was healed but it wasn't right so right. he was still in a lot of pain now he gets because what he's going to do is he's going to have to get surgery on one rotator cuff wait six weeks and then go get on the other rotator cuff which is why he's going to be out so long right. so he truly gets the chance to heal take time off come back. Uh, refresh his character if he wants to, think about what he wants to do. You know, like, I, I think this could be good for him. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, so, something that you mentioned you want to talk about was SmackDown this week. Uh, there was a gauntlet match. Um, a lot of stuff happened from the gauntlet match. Uh, Big E it, it, started with Daniel Bryan. As Daniel Bryan was coming out, him and the Bludgeon Brothers had a stare down. Biggie and Brian had a great match. Brian won with the running knee. Joe came out. Joe drops Brian on his head. Everybody got scared. Him and Brian have a good little match. Joe dominates him, but Brian 
uh, sneaks out of the coquina clutch outside the ring and sneaks in, and Joe loses to the 10 count. Miz comes out. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers come back out, hit him with their little powerbomb finisher, and of course the Miz comes out and hits him with the skull crusher finale and takes the pin. Yeah. Just like the Miz should. Throws him out of the <laughs> ring, and then Rusev comes out and beats the Miz cleanly with the accolade to win the number one contendership for the WWE Championship against the phenomenal AJ Styles. Talk yeah. about a come up. Absolutely. Oh, what are they say? What are they? What are the kids saying? A glow up? Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> he ain't he ain't changed his appearance much, so. No, no, no. Um, so I'm a big fan of this. I, I think. Um, and by the way. I'm going to be the first – I was the first as soon as – I was the one – I predicted Rusev was going to win this match. You sure did, and I don't want to give you credit, but you did. Yeah, I predicted he would win the match, and I'm also predicting that he's going to win the WWE Championship. That's now, That's whether, that, whether, whether that doesn't happen or whether that happens or not – That's not happening. But I'm predicting it. But it's not happening. Um, that's fine. Hey, that's fine. But um, <laughs> I think this is a good – I think it's good for Rusev because, you know, first of all, this whole character, this happy Rusev day thing, like it is, it's a heater, man. Like it, not a heater. It's a, I mean, it's just a crowd thing. It's, they love it. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I was at, at WrestleMania, they had this, um, little block party thing or whatever. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard Rusev day chants. I mean, and I'm talking like loud and all over the place. Yeah. And this is, there's no matches going on. This is just, they're pulling chants out. You know what I mean? So, you know, he, he came up with something and it worked and it got over and he's a good, and Rusev's good. So let's not get that twisted either. He's very, very talented. Um, he's a very athletic big guy and he's got, he's got a lot of tools. And I think, I, I do think um, that even if he doesn't win, which he, you know, odds are he won't, but even if, if he doesn't, you know, this is a good opportunity to see how he can do in a main event caliber match with a guy like AJ Styles um, you know, so th- while I'm, my prediction of him winning the title is a very like, it's not going to happen. Out, it's a very out there prediction. It's not going to uh, happen. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not trying to discuss <laughs> that yet. This ain't, this ain't the preview for, for extreme rules. So we'll discuss that at some point, but, right. uh, just, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, it's not, it won't be the first or last prediction that I get wrong. Lord so. knows Ruby Riot is still waiting on that. Uh, Rare Rumble win. Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta wait till next year. Duh, it'll happen once a oh, year. Got you, got you. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm happy for him, and I'm excited for him, and he was excited. You could kind of tell, you know, as soon as he won, and maybe he's playing up to the character a little bit, but I think he was genuinely excited. Oh, it's validation. So, it's definitely validation. So, yeah, I mean, good on him, man. I'm looking forward to the match too. This is a win-win situation for WWE. And I'm going to tell you why. From Rusev's perspective, fans have been wanting Rusev to get appropriately pushed for years, right? Yeah. Um, ever since he ran into the bus on known as John Cena, he's <laughs> kind of languished a bit. And he's had great matches and good feuds and had a really, really enjoyable feud with Roman Reigns and had some good matches with other people and this, that, and the other. But he wasn't quite Rusev. They find this Rusev Day thing and add that to the list of shit I don't understand why people like. But I don't get it, but they love it. 
and they love it so much. Rusev is top five in the company in merchandise sales. Like, like I don't know, uh, for fucking Happy Rusev Day, they sold out of calendars in a day. They sold out of Rusev Day calendars in a yeah. day. Hey, I got a I got a Rusev Day shirt, man. Up uh, there, you well, there you go. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the band I've been on the bandwagon. So 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 that so and 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 like you said, Rusev wins or loses, he's already made. Because he got a match with AJ Styles. And for yep. AJ Styles, Edge just came out this really passionate, deep, vicious, morally moral morally affecting feud with Shinsuke Nakamura for three, four months where they're kicking the dick each other's dicks for the <laughs> entire time. Now he gets a chance to have a change of pace. Right. So we're yeah. both. And we know AJ is the best in the business in the ring if not named Omega or Okada. And we know Rusev is really good in the ring and brings something different than Shinsuke does. Yeah. But I more think, of a physical style and Yeah. He well his nickname is the Bulgarian Brute. I mean that yeah. tells you everything you need to know. But I he's not winning this match. Rusev's not winning. I say that because I think this is what finally leads to Rusev and Aiden breaking up and Rusev truly and and separately becoming 100% face cuz he's still kind of tweenerish right now. Yeah, he is. But he'll like I feel like Aiden's what I feel like is going to happen is and I'm fantasy booking here, but I feel like Rusev is going to have AJ beat. It's almost over and Aiden's going to try to help and cheat. And Rusev's going to be like, "Nah, bro, I don't need you. I can do this on my own." And Rusev that causes Rusev to lose for number form or some bullshit like that. And Aiden's going to turn on him because he's like, I got you. You were nothing until I got to you. Right. I built you up. I got you to this point. And when we have the chance to win, you won't take it and whatever. And this will, and that'll make Aiden, because I feel like their blow-off will come at SummerSlam, or their first match will come at SummerSlam. Aiden will be established as a, as a genuine mid-card heel. And Rusev can finally say he has the face alignment. And be a babyface and get the adulation of the crowd, and then start losing every match again because that's what babyfaces do. <laughs> right. That last part didn't make me happy, but okay. I mean, I can see that. I can see that, but I'm not giving my thoughts on the match yet. So we'll. we'll oh, we'll, my we'll, bad. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I went too. I went too early. My bad. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but no, yeah. I, I mean, I'm happy for Rusev. Um, what's interesting to me though is what's up with Brian and the Bludgeon Brothers? Is that anything? I just assumed the Miz paid him off. The Miz always has a, a card up his sleeve. I don't think the Miz did though, because that the Bludgeons have shown that don't look at them. That's true too, yeah. Right, like Brian came out before they went to the back. That was stupid. Then he steps in the middle of them and mugs them down. That was stupid. Then if you think that they forgot what Brian did to them. Four or five years ago, you stupid. Cause that's true, right? That's a good point. I didn't them, see. I didn't, didn't go that far back, but yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Them country bumpkins are some vindictive motherfuckers. <laughs> they never forget, man. They never forget. And it probably leads into something with Daniel Bryan, where he has to find a partner or something. I don't know, because obviously he's not gonna be able to take them on by himself. So who's the partner? I have no fucking idea. 
Like, I really don't. I don't know what the plan is there. Would you be bummed if, like, they pull, like, a, a mid-card guy like Ty Dillinger up to do that? Would, would that bum you out? Not really. Um, just, I mean, it gives you an opportunity to give the rub to somebody, I guess. You know? How would you feel about them pulling the Strange Bedfellows tag team with Miz having to help them? I see that's something I could get into. I could definitely get into something where the Miz and Daniel Bryan are forced to work together or Matt Hardy and MVP type lives. stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean just the idea of that and then possibly winning the tag titles or something. That's an old way. It's an old way of doing things that they don't really do that much anymore. Um when, you know, a heel a bona fide heel and a bona fide face like become a team or kind of forced to work together, then of course they win the damn titles. Stuff like that. That's that's something that they don't do very often anymore. Same as a sorrow. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean it happens. Jason, jo- Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. I mean it's happened a couple times recently. Uh, yeah. Jordan was more of just like a. Uh, I don't know. Jordan is a heel. Don't let nobody fool you. Jordan has been a well, heel. He, yeah, but he, to me he was just more of like a little bitch. Ah, <laughs> you know what oh I mean? Oh my god. That's all his character was being. You know. Seamus oh. and Cesaro is, is, is fair. I'll give you that one. So that's fine. But don't Jordan was about Jordan on the like cusp that. for sure. But don't, yeah. Don't talk about Jason Angle like that. <laughs> I will. Wow. Okay. Um. Wow. Jason Jordan is a little bitch. And he's supposed to come back in a couple weeks too. So I know. He might call me out. I don't know. <laughs> if you're look listening, here. Jason. Look here. At, outside of Kerman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, once they start cutting promos on Twitter handles, it's over. I'm um, telling you. I'm waiting for that moment, too. WWE Mean Tweets Edition. Oh, tweets promo. man. I, if, if Jimmy Kimmel does that, that shit would be great. Because <laughs> you just want to talk about people that have, like, a whole lot of... And, and, you know, the whole show could truly just be Roman and, and Alexa. <laughs> that could be the whole show. Well, you could also even do the tweets where it's like, we're like the, some of the uh, very the fans who love Roman very much call him daddy and stuff like that. You could just imagine try to imagine Roman having to read tweets that just say daddy, right? You know, because I just think that would be funny too because he's got that fan base as well. Did Did you see all the hoopla on Twitter the other day when Roman someone Roman just suggested that he wasn't married to his beard? People love oh, their yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he's not over. But he's not yeah. over. Yeah. Like he was, he was trending to like lowly trending about a beard and possibly shaving. Yeah, about shaving his beard. That's the definition of over. He's got a good looking beard though. I give him props. I mean, he's a good looking cat. I mean, he is. Samoans tend to be good looking. You know, I mean, Roman and Usos are, are three good looking dudes. You know. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, we we have one more major thing to talk about. Then we just got. Then we have like a, a, a bullshit topic that we're going to laugh about. But this is this one actually has some real ramifications. So uh, we're going to talk basically about WWE trying to control the world because it's three topics in one. But the first one is the MSG situation, Madison Square Garden. So uh, apparently Ring of Honor and AAA also, but Ring of Honor in specifics, um, and we talked about this last week, had a deal verbally with Madison Square Garden to run a show there in 2019 mm-hmm. and the the rumor was going to be that it was going to be WrestleMania, around WrestleMania 35 for Super Card of Honor because you know everybody go to WrestleMania City to run all the, all the 
run run all the shows because everybody already in town anyway for Mania. Yeah. Um. So Master Square Garden, like, so Master Square Garden had WWE runs it three times a year, but they don't do TV there anymore because it's too expensive. So they go to Barclays and do their TV, but they do house shows at Master Square Garden. And you know Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon Senior is in the Master Square Garden Hall of Fame. Like, like that's the WWE, that's their home base, right? Right. Well, like a jilted lover, they ran and started flirting with other guys, other companies, and you know, once they actually got some callback, Big Daddy WWE had to come in and say, "Hey, what you doing?" And they were like, "Oh, we sorry, Daddy." So that's exactly <laughs> how it happened. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty foul for Ring of Honor, and it's pretty stupid for Ring of Honor because you should have had that shit on paper, dog. Like, yeah, they didn't sign I agree. a deal. Like that was just some, hey, we want to run your we want to run you uh your your venue on the state. Oh, well that sounds good to me. That's an agreement, but that's not a contract. Yeah, I well I think um I think it's WWE's a little being a little petty here. Um well, I don't think <laughs> it's not, no, it's definitely petty, but business is petty dog. It is. No, it is. And it's just, it's Vince being Vince, but I'm not going to necessarily like, I'm not going to shit on him for it. I'm not going to applaud him for it either. I'll just say that um, it doesn't surprise me if there, but if there's no, like, I don't know, not on paper. So I don't know that you can get any real legal ramifications coming from this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I assume they could attempt to, and of course, Sinclair is not a slouch of a company. No, they're if they, if, want to be another company as well. Yeah, if they want to battle the WWE, they can. Uh, whether they come out on the winning side of a battle with them is whatever. But I don't, I don't see that necessarily happening anyway. Um, but I, I do think it is kind of funny, and I think if I wonder what the discussion was between. The WWE and MSG about like MSG's like, well, listen, you guys don't fucking hardly ever run shows here anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we got to use this building for other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, forget the fact that you have 41 Knicks games a year and like well, 35 yeah. Rangers games a year. Like, that's not good enough. Watch, so who wants to go watch them? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> not good when enough. When's the last time the Knicks or the Rangers were any good? Well, the Rangers have been good. Have they? I don't watch hockey. When was the last time the Knicks were good, though? They really haven't. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, they How's that Porzingis thing working out? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. not the point. Not the point. But, yeah, I mean, if you, like, for other events, because, you know, these, these, these venues run as multi-event kind of companies. They don't just have sports, you know. So, shit, far be it from MSG. But, hey, MSG pulled out of the deal, whatever the deal was. They said, okay. You know, um, that's. I'm, that I'm glad you is. mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't fault WWE here. I fault Madison Square Garden. Right. I'm gonna tell you why. If 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 Madison Square Garden has such a strong relationship with WWE that it took one phone call for them to to continue to say forget the contract, forget the agreement we had, then they never should have took the agreement in the first place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if well, it took yeah. one phone call, like it literally took a phone call, dog. You should never done it in the first place. And then what's cold about it is, like, I don't know if you've been to New York before. No, I haven't. 
like we just see like the arena part of Madison Square Garden. They have a theater. They have a con. They have like multiple things in Madison Square Garden that you can run besides just the Madison Square Garden part we know. Right. Like, like we can't even run the we can't even run the theater, dog. We can't even get like <laughs> the theater. <laughs> they can't even get the bingo hall. They can't get the bingo hall, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like that's yeah. cold. Well, it makes me wonder if like WWE didn't commit to something. You yeah, know, they had, MSG, be, they had to be. They had to be. Like, like MSG is gonna be like, okay, like if you want us to do this, you're gonna start have to doing more than just coming here for a house show. Maybe y'all run a raw here, you know, like. But anything. But that's but that's why I said when I described it, I, it's truly like a dude that has a girlfriend. Or a woman that has a boyfriend, or a guy who has a boyfriend, or a woman who has a girlfriend. However you want to look at it. Right. Um, but a, a person with a part, their partner, and their partner isn't getting the attention they want, so they go start flirting with other people. And then, uh, and then when that flirting turns into, well, hey, I want you to come to the house so we can do something. Um, I got a boyfriend. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is really what it is. Yeah, um, it is. But so moving on to part two of this is, remember this is the WWE runs the world portion of the show. NXT UK, dog, that's huge, bro. Like I don't even think that we as fans realize how big that is. Well, they already they they made a major title change while they're over there, and then yeah, you know, then did another major title change shortly after. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Clive. <laughs> Clive has been trying to wait for it to happen because you know they're Scottish, of course, so it's a big deal to them. Yeah. And he was able to, he was able to miss all the spoilers for the show except that. Of course. <laughs> so he was pissed. How bad um, he was. But it, but it, yeah. So it's not. Yeah, it, I'm not just talking about the tapings or the tournament, or all this stuff. What this represents is NXT has become effectively what the nwa was and we're gonna have because they always we've already talked about the global localization that we wanted to do we had we talked about that a, no, a number of times yeah but it's one thing to talk about something and plan something it's another thing to put it to fruition and nxt uk is the first fruition of it because they have a regional promotion now effectively a regional branch of a promotion now with its own roster, its own shows, its own championships, its own management. Right? So what's next yeah. is a performance center. Once they get the PC, my God, when Walter signs, which is going to happen soon, everybody, he ain't got to come to Orlando, dog. He can go to London. Yeah. Or wherever they choose to have it. If, let's say, if, if let's say if that happens in time, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so then that leads to, to the next part is the observer again this is Meltzer taking with a grain of salt is reporting that WWE has created a deal with Pro Wrestling Noah which is one of the bigger companies in Japan the company that actually Hideo Itami aka Kenta Kobayashi wrestled at and uh now Noah right now has a deal with Impact but that's running out soon like in the next couple of months and um Atami is supposed to go make an appearance at their show in August or September, which is supposed to be the 20th anniversary of uh, 
God, I can't say his first name, but Marufuchi. I first name Nor Norimuchi Marufuchi, something like that. Who's like a legend over there. Um, but anyway, I'm saying I'd say this. They already got Europe and or England rather or UK, which effectively is Europe, right? They got that. People say that they did that to uh, offset ITV, ITV and World of Sport. Sure, you can say that, but they already had deals with Progress and ICW, so yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why would they take out the new company when they already had deals with the existing companies that made money? Doesn't make any sense. But now, if they start creeping into Japan, ooh, dog. Bro, man, and you know how well, Japan is. going to be some salty time. people. Let them be salty. Let them be. Just been oh, no, I know, well, I know it's going to make for good shows for us. So, oh, and, and then next they're going to go to Mexico and holler that AAA, AAA CMLL. They're taking over, bro. Yeah, it's um, it's becoming a wrestling dictatorship. Oh, that's not fair. The spread of wrestling communism. It's... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So does that make Vince uh, Stalin? That's something like that. Makes him, makes him Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I I like to liken it more as a kingdom. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a cool. I think I do think you know just some actual thoughts on. It. I think it's a good thing. I, you know, I think it it gives them an opportunity. You know, you expand out there. Now that you, if you put a performance center out there, it becomes. Not a matter of if, but when you're just going to be able to get basically any talent you want from that part of the world without having to, to worry about it. I mean, think about a guy like um, who they couldn't get before, but they were interested in, like Zack Sabre Jr., right? He's yeah. from that part of the world. Yeah. And when you have um, – when you have – if you put a PC or something like that out there and all of a sudden, like you can go train your craft and you can stay close to home – and the only time, I mean, you might have to, you know, if you ever come to the main roster, it might change. But, like, it's just an opportunity now to really land some of those other guys that you don't normally, that just sometimes don't want to do that. And it's the same thing with, like, Japan, right? Like, yeah. think of, like, Kota Ibushi, right? There was another guy they wanted, and he didn't want to sign. Well, but, Kota isn't signed anywhere. He didn't even sign in New Japan. Right. But, I mean, if you creep into Japan, maybe, maybe, you know, there's always, you never know. It's just, said, it opens doors, basically. I said the more likely one you would talk about would be, and I, I realize that the odds are you'd never get these guys, but would be guys like the, like the other big three outside of Omega. Like, you would probably look more at Naito and Tanahashi and Okada because they don't want to leave Japan. Right. But if you ran NXT Japan, that would be something that I don't think they'd ever leave. But then you could really talk about, well, we got a real conversation here. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, leading to that thought process is probably the one negative of the situation that that we can find is that, so say Zack Sabre Jr. does sign with NXT UK, right? Yeah. Or you can even use Pete Dunne. Will these guys be stuck in NXT UK? Or will they ever get the opportunity to get caught up to the main roster? Right. I see what you're saying. Well, I think it, once again, it just kind of boils back down to what they do now, where they, do they have the guys to replenish NXT UK if they lose someone like a Pete Dunne or a Zack Sabre Jr. Well, they just kind of like how it is with them. The, that's what I'm saying. Well, kind of like how it is with the American version of NXT. You know, they, they lose 
one guy, and then they bring in Ricochet for right. God's sakes. You but, know but, what I mean? But regular NXT is is built from all the world. So True, it, yeah. it, NXT, you like the British wrestling scene is good. It's really good. The yeah. European wrestling scene is really good. But you're taking just that one, like you're not gonna send um, Keith Lee to NXT NXT UK, and that's right. gonna be where he's he's sta- he's stationed out of. You're just not gonna do that. Right. So when let's say when Dunn, Bate, and uh, Trent Seven leave, you got a lot of guys: Zach Gibson and and Flash uh, Morgan Webster. And Travis Banks, and there's a whole bunch of guys, you know, and uh, Dan Mastiff and the Coffees. It's a lot of guys, but but can they replenish? Like like, it's one thing to say, all right, well, we're gonna go ahead and call up Alistair Black because Ricochet's next, and then we're gonna call up Pete Dunne because Zach Gibson's next. Zach Gibson right. is great, but he's not Pete Dunne. Right. I think. Well, I think that's the. I think that's the beauty of getting your performance center in there because the performance center is a place where you can find even guys that you may not be aware of or or guys that want to learn or want to become, you bring that there. It it will maybe give people a reason to really go after something like that. And you might find some superstars there. I mean, I know it's kind of weird, but think about like Velveteen dream, right? Like, I mean, he was a tough enough, whatever, but like, sure. He's a perfect example of someone who wanted it, didn't work, right? But they made it, they signed him, they saw the talent, they signed him, they worked on it, and then now look where he is. And I think you could do the same thing with an NXT UK, but yeah. I think the performance center is the key. Yeah. Like, I think you do have to have that there. I don't know if they have an immediate plan for that or not, but I do know that I think that, at least I, I believe that that is the, the selling point to all of it. For replenishing yes. talent, that's that's what I that's my opinion. So because they're starting to learn that you just can't sign talent, you have to right. build it. You have to build talent too. Um, and you know, Braun, guys like Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin and some of these guys, you know, and Charlotte even to a, a lesser extent. Well, no, actually, Charlotte's a bigger star than both of those guys. So to a bigger extent, um, you know, they were made by WWE. They were made in that performance center. And yeah. a bunch of other guys, Velveteen Dream too. Like they didn't run no indies, they didn't get trained in this company and came to WWE and refined. No, they learned everything at the PC. So you, you know, you got, got like a guy like Stuart Tomlinson who was a, uh, who was a, a a big time football player over there, signed with WWE right. for a while. Um, he's not there anymore, but you know he signed there for a while, and uh, and he has tre- tremendous a tremendous charisma. And he's a guy that had he got more opportunities because, I mean, there's a million people over at the PC right now. But had he got more opportunities, it would have been a guy that probably would have would have done well. So I'm sure there's some some footballers over there or some cricket players over there or some rugby players over there who were like, I right, well, you know, I can only do this for so long, but I can wrestle for 20 years. Absolutely. That's how a lot of guys, a lot of guys do that. So it's the same model, you know, but you just got to have – if you're going to use the model you use here, you got to do it basically the same exact way. Regionally, sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, um, and I mean, my God, when you got, you have the great Johnny Saint as the guy over the UK, NST UK, he'll most assuredly work at the PC. Right. Imagine taking classes from Johnny Saint. That's like, that's like, imagine being a British guy or a European guy who's 35 or 30. Growing up watching, our age, 30, 
growing up taking class, like growing up watching Johnny Sane taking classes from him. That's like us growing up watching Shawn Michaels and then taking classes from Shawn Michaels. Sure. That like, you know, it it only only other thing that would be probably bigger because of recency is Regal over there. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's 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 tremendous. It's huge, and I don't think it hurts the indies or anything because this it's number one it's it's making more wrestlers because a guy like a guy a guy like simon gotch right simon gotch effectively was basically nobody in wwe right he had an NXT tag title man with aiden they were they had they had a nice act in nxt they were on, on the main roster for a little bit but he really didn't, didn't accomplish a whole a whole bunch right right simon gotch is a pretty a pretty decently big commodity on the indies now yeah simon grimm simon grimm right so you look at guys like that that come out the wwe system and only help the companies they go to because well they can say well i'm a wwe guy and people are gonna pay to see the wwe guy come to their small town of course yeah i know who that is it's only helping, which is only then more people are getting paid more money, which is only gonna make people have to raise their prices. Like it's only good for everybody. Right. Well, I think you're gonna see a lot more of while they're doing this. I think you're gonna see a lot more of um, even when they get that brand built over there, you're still gonna see guys on the American NXT come over here and there. Maybe not as much, right? But I think you can still see like, all right, well, yeah. this is NXT UK. Let's throw let's you know let's throw Ricochet over there. You know, as a treat. You know what I mean? Like, normally yeah. he's here. Well, so. Drew, Drew Gulak was part of the 16 people in the tournament. He right. didn't make it to the tournament. He didn't make it to the actual tapings. He mm-hmm. lost in the first round of Jack Gallagher. And John Gargano fought for the uh, UK title here in Houston um, at the pre-show of NXT War Games. So, yeah, okay. you're right. That like they're, 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 I'm sure there will be some crossover. In fact, we know Triple H is a diehard Dusty Mark, and is a WCW Mark, because he's he's like most of what Dusty has done, like like the tag like the Dusty Classic Tag Tournament and stuff like that, or War Games. Like I feel like we're gonna see a Clash of the Champions pay per view where it's gonna be NXT UK versus NXT, sometime soon. Yeah, be established. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so you want to end it? You want to laugh at? Want to laugh at Hulk Hogan? Yeah, we can laugh at Hulk Hogan for a little bit. Dog. So, this dude is so desperate for relevancy. Yes, he is. So, Velveteen Dream at, at NXT TakeOver. By the way, Velveteen Dream. NXT TakeOver was tremendous. We didn't even talk about that. It's that. Huh. God, that, that show was great. Everything yeah, about that show was great. It's a great show. Oh, top to bottom. Um, Even the pre-show that they showed, that, you know, they record the show before to show it... Uh on Wednesday afterwards. Those matches were great. Now, um, now that I didn't see any of that, but yeah, I believe you. Bianca Belair <laughs> is ridiculous. Bianca Belair picked up Dakota Kai for a, uh, for a, uh, vertical suplex and slingshot her off the ropes and suplexed her. So she said, <laughs> she looked, she looked around. She's like, I right, cool. She picked her up again, slingshotted her on one rope and held her up, went to another rope and slingshotted her and held her up. And then went to the third rope and slingshotted her. And that's when she finally, <laughs> like snuck out like that's stupid that's not yeah. even fair yeah she's ridiculous I, she's, what i have seen of her yes god she's she's she is not human 
Remember when Lil Wayne used to say, "I'm, I am, we are not the same. I'm a Martian." <laughs> yes. That's Bianca Belair. Yeah. But Velveteen Dream came out. Uh, if you guys don't remember and tough enough, when Patrick Clark was in tough enough, Hulk Hogan is the guy. The reason he lost, he uh, he got eliminated, and Hulk Hogan effectively said, "You ain't never gonna be shit." Basically. Yeah. Dream ain't never forgot that. So Dream chooses once he's fighting The Rock's personal endorsee because. Ricochet has been personally endorsed by The Rock numerous times. Okay, well, I'm going to come out and be, I'm going to be Hulk Hogan. And he comes out with the Hulk Hogan shirt that says Dream Ain't Over and the boa and is doing all the Hulk Hogan poses and stuff. So Hulk, <laughs> desperate for relevancy, decides to say, hmm, I'm maybe on Twitter, hey, hey, Velveteen Dream, if, uh, you know, if you let me become your manager, we'll get all the gold and all the money, brother. <laughs> and dream like dream is dream is dream is like a dream is like uh like a black auntie don't come at him because he gonna have something <laughs> for you yeah he does and <laughs> he was like i'm sure we would i'm sure uh uh dream mania would run wild but uh but the dream doesn't need you terry could try or something like that it's yeah something of that effect yeah it's excellent dog I, but can we laugh at hulk hogan for a minute we can always laugh at hulk hogan i will say this about hulk hogan um i have i did i didn't get into an argument because nobody wanted to challenge me or everyone thought i was a moron about it or whatever but there was a comment i saw on twitter because apparently i didn't watch the tough enough stuff with patrick clark and 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 hogan but I think Hogan had some things to say about his promo work. About and him? so about Patrick Clark's promo work when he was on Tough Enough. Yes. Like one yes, of his major yes. criticisms was his promo work. Well, and, right, was, and, 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 and he was, he was, they, they, they thought he was arrogant. Right. Well, this, this just centers around the promo because um, the, the comment I saw was, it's funny that a guy like Colt Hogan shit on him about his Velveteen, about his promo work back then. When all he ever did was do the say your prayers, eat your vitamins, blah, 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 blah. Well, And I was like, <clears throat> right. Well, I, I did defend him a little bit in that regard because regardless of what you think about Hogan and who he is and how he was and all that stuff, he does kind of have one of the be- the biggest promos of all time in wrestling history. So um, to say that he doesn't know anything about a promo, meh. Right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, that's what, someone actually said that. Like Hogan is only famous because of his promos. Like, right, that's what I'm saying. But that's this is what you like. This you see what I'm dealing with, right? So in a in a vein, I'm over here defending Hulk Hogan, who I think is a complete j- doucher, you know. But at the same time, it's like you're saying something ridiculous. Like to act like Hogan doesn't know anything about a promo is so off base. But anyways. Yeah, other than that, we can laugh at it because, um, yeah, it's funny. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I, um, I still, it would be hilarious to me to to, to envision. I think um, Velveteen called it Hollywood Dream, was what he called it. If they were to work together, maybe the Hollywood Dream or something oh, like that. I, I got, the, I got the tweets up. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Hogan, so somebody uh, had a tweet with Hulk, with the of the GIF of Dream doing the Hulk Hogan poses and said, "A reminder, 16 hours later, 
that we must not rest until Velveteen Dream holds every belt WWE, Hulk responds, Yo, when Velveteen Mania hires me as his manager, then we will have all the gold Hollywood style, brother. Hollywood <laughs> H. Hogan life. Dream, like like I said, like a black auntie you don't come at, you come at, don't come at. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Dream has a nice ring to it, but Dream rides solo. Good try, Terry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I like it, and I think in my head though, it's almost like a if Hogan wasn't such a a knob like he is, like I would love to see something like that. And if in a in a parallel universe or an alternate universe or whatever, like I would love to see Dream and Hogan running together. Hogan as a manager, back raking people to help Dream get the win, <laughs> shit like that. I would I would say this. But if 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 Hogan wasn't wasn't a very open racist, <laughs> yeah, then I would be cool with Hogan doing like the old school thing where somebody would do something big and he'd come out and you know and blah, 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 and take his shirt off and pose with the guy and kind of put him over that way with Dream. Cause yeah, because at a time that would have made Dream the biggest thing in the world. Definitely, yeah. But Dream's gonna be fine without Hulk Hogan. So Dream is fine without Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm just saying forever. He's probably gonna be on. Yes. Well, so never. If there's not, if there's one person in the roster who does not need a manager, it's the Velveteen Dream. Right. Um, and one more thing about that. One more thing that might have gone unnoticed to some and not to others. Dream impersonated two people. In that match, because he was wearing the Prince Puma tights. Dog, from, yes. From Underground. So let's not forget about that either. Ricochet gave him those tights to you to wear. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's, I mean, he was, you know, you got the, he's pulling double duty on that, as well as trying to do moves and stuff or whatever. But remember my column, the Battle for the Crown, King versus Prince. Yeah. And by the way. I do have a question about a, a move Velveteen did that I hadn't actually seen before. It looks like an inverted crossroads almost. I don't know if you know what I'm, what, exactly what it is that I'm talking about. Yes. He didn't get it the first time he tried it, but he got it a second time. And I've never okay. seen it before. He's used it. He's used it in his matches before. It is effectively uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, sister Abigail turned into a DDT. Okay, that's when fair. He was on, when he was on the Indies, he wrestled the Indies for a while before Tough Enough and after Tough Enough. That was his finish. Okay, I like that move, by the way. Yeah. So, so it's, it's you know how every wrestler has a finisher, but they have like their signature moves. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Dream of course has the uh, Rolling Death Valley Driver, but that's his other move. But the beautiful thing about Dream is he he always has a sense of the moment. So, like, if you just watch NXT and he's wrestling like, um, Raul Mendoza, right? He's not gonna use that. He only right. uses those. He only uses that. He, I forgot the name he had for it when he was on the Indies. Whatever you want to call it, uh, he's only gonna use that like when he needs it. Like yeah, pulling out of the toolbox only when necessary. Kind of absolutely. Thing. Um. Yeah, man. I I'm more excited about Velveteen Dreams. Uh next 10 years and any other wrestler in, in, in the entire wrestling business. I yep, I actually would agree with you on that. I think he's got some, uh, I mean, even Cena put him over recently too. Yep. So that's, I mean, imagine if you're Ricochet and you're Velveteen Dream and you're over there getting put over by The Rock and John Cena, respectively. I'm saying. And, and you know how people say that this guy has it? 
Yeah. Dream has all of it. Yeah, he does. And it's crazy how he managed to pick it up. And and the thing is, he's only, what, 22? 24. Good God. Like, <laughs> future's bright for the dream. It's ridiculous. For the Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M is... <laughs> uh, you got anything else you want to talk about, man? No, nah, man, I think that covers it. We kind of ended on a good high note there after a lot of... It was rough at, at the beginning of the show, man, but we, yeah. we had to get through it. Um, I plan on being here next week. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I am committed to this show. I'm committed to my boy. Uh, uh-huh. I am... I might not be as committed to wrestling as I once was, but you know what, man? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let somebody take something from me that I love. I agree, and you'll probably we'll we'll, get, we'll see if we can continuously get you back to where you need to be. We'll keep working on that too. Well, if Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa keep having matches like they have, I'll be alright. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, by the way, just I know we I know I know we don't really have time to talk about it, but. Johnny Gargano taking off Johnny, I mean, sorry, Tommaso Ciampa taking off Johnny Gargano's wedding ring, spitting it, looking at it with disdain, <laughs> spitting on it, and tossing it into the crowd is probably my favorite wrestling moment of the past 15 years. <laughs> One thing that will, will, will make it better is if when they have their rubber match, if they have their rubber match, which I assume they will, um, will it be if Tommaso pulls something Val Venus style on Gargano, and next thing you know is a vignette in the back, and it's Tommaso in the bed, and then Candace rolls over. Oh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'll go that far, but I'm just like, a, a, man, a man can have a dream. You I, know? Think, I think you think it's 1999 again. I know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like I, It's obviously not, but that might be the only oh. thing that could top it. Yeah, no, if it turns it was out. fine the whole time. That's why I took the wedding ring off. You know no, I mean? If it turns out that Tommaso and Candace have been together the whole time, I swear to God. You might as well just call Jerry Springer, dog. <laughs> uh, tell them where they can find you, bro. Uh, yeah, um, on Twitter at Outsider Curvin. Uh, and I do have in the process of working on uh, a little something for the chair shot. And when it comes out, I'll let you guys know. I said that last week, too. But I'm, I'm taking my time with this one because I'm, I'm going to be careful. So, But it's, it's going to be a column. I'll say, all I'll say about it is it will be about NXT. So I'm gonna have a column about NXT coming out here pretty soon, and when it comes out, I'll let everybody know. The one, the one WWE uh, product you do not watch. Wonderful. Yeah, well, I watch the takeovers. That's about it. So I don't typically watch NXT that much now, but I have all I need with the takeovers. So and don't worry, someone will hate it and blast me like they always do, and it's fine. So I'm not worried about that either. The dream's still over. Dream is over. Dream's still over. Dream man, you're in wild. Yeah. Um, you can find me at it's Ray Cash, uh, R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. Um, you can find the show at Outsiders Edge S S. I promise you, we are gonna start tweeting from that more. Um, mm-hmm. this was a tough sure. week. This was this was a tough week for both of us, me me yeah. particular. So yeah, I think we get a pass for this week. Um, you can follow Social Suplex Network uh on Twitter at Social Suplex, and you can follow the entire network. You can find it anywhere you listen to your uh, podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, everything. Everything. Uh, just 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 look social just look up Social Suplex Podcast Network. 
Um, don't forget to listen to the shows, Ricky and Clive at Ricky and Clive. Uh, keeping a strong style of the New Japan show at uh, KI Strong Style. Uh, One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio with Rich. And uh, the it, our indie podcast, Grown Men Watch This Shit at Grown Men Pod. Um, I am no longer on World Class Radio, but man, give them a listen. Uh, you can follow that show at World Class Daily. And uh, you can follow Jordan at Fox the Podcaster. Uh, but yeah, man, listen to that show. It's a good show. He works hard. Um, and yeah, I write for the chair shot. Last, the last column I wrote was The Burden of Proof, Wrestling Fans versus Wrestling Professionals. And it's hilarious because I wrote that Sunday morning. <laughs> and what happened? Uh, some, some things that made you angry, but that's okay. We're, get, we're getting like, past it. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning, dog, just with all these ideas. And I, I literally wrote a 2,000-word column at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. So two thousand words—that's a lot for you. That's a lot for me. I normally struggle to get to eleven hundred. Yeah. Two thousand. So um, yeah. Uh, but no, thank you guys for listening. Um, I know if you are a diehard fan and one who is on the other side of a lot of what we say, our show can be hard to listen to sometimes. But we jo- we joke a lot and we make a lot of very strong statements. But I hope you know that we're doing it with respect in our hearts but all we want to do is get you guys to look at things differently yeah you know and like like you said last week you know we are we're following our dreams so hey you can't hate on us right <laughs> yeah you got to respect it <laughs> i was trying to be sincere you're being a dick <laughs> well that's what you're gonna get on here i, I mean <laughs> i'm sorry that's that that part about me is not changing Oh, like I, I know, I know, I know. You feel like you gotta like maybe, you know, dial it back a little bit right well, now. But I, I don't. I know the perception of me isn't that I'm nice, right? But God, I'm the nicest dude you'll ever meet. And I know people that normally say that are lying, but like, get to know me. Like, I promise you. Like, I don't have an evil bone in my body or a mean spirited bone in my body. Like, don't test me. Right. But like, but Carl's just a dick. I am. <laughs> like. And, I, I and here's the best part, I can't I can't do anything about it. I I, I can't back any back anything up. If someone wanted to punch me in the face, they would totally be able to. It wouldn't be a problem. So you're Enzo. Yeah, I'm Enzo. Yeah, man, I'm keyboard warrior. That's that's except he does it all. He does it in you know in person, but <laughs> and I'm not Enzo by the yes. way because there's a lot more connotations that go with that. So let's 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 just roll that one back a little bit. Uh, no, nah, man, but I, we we we. we in all seriousness, we appreciate you listening. And, uh, just just I, we we both want you just to make sure you you actually get the you you understand the point of the show. And the point of the show is we want to have fun and entertain and give our opinions, but we want to give you a different perspective on what you listen to. Yeah. And you know what? If you like it, cool. If you hate it, cool. But as my brethren says, we're following our dreams, so you gotta respect it, right? That's right. Thanks for listening.